Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast, where we connect trending evidence-based pharmacotherapy to your pharmacy and medicine practice. Today, pharmacists Jeff Wall and Jamie Pitlick talk about the importance of glucagon and new delivery methods to treat severe hypoglycemia. Hello and welcome to Game Changers Clinical Conversations. Um, I am Jeff Wall, your host, a professor of pharmacy practice at Drake University. Welcome to our podcast where we try to give you the latest information when it comes to pharmacotherapy um, and a wide variety of topics. So whether you're a provider or a pharmacist, we hope that uh, you use our podcast to get the latest information about uh, new drugs and new guidelines and new studies and just updates on, on pharmacotherapeutics. And so thank you for listening. Today, uh, we I'm honored to come on board uh, the podcast uh, my colleague at Drake and an expert in the field of diabetes, Dr. Jamie Pitlick. So, Jamie, welcome to the program. Thank you. Excited to be here. And uh, I've known Jamie uh, for many years uh, as a student and then and as a colleague. So it's it's great to have her at Drake. And and uh, she, again, her expertise in diabetes is well needed. I think not just with us at Drake, but at the, definitely at her practice site. And what we're going to talk about today is glucagon and um, the, some of the new treatments and, and new ways to deliver uh, glucagon in patients with severe hypoglycemia. Now, you know, we were kind of talking before we started. I was kind of unaware that there had been so many shifts in ways to treat severe hypoglycemia. And so this was, you know, I think very timely topic because, um, you know, if I'm unaware of it, and I like to think I'm fairly up on things, I would suggest that many clinicians who deal with patients with diabetes, especially primary care uh, clinicians, are probably, you know, unaware of some of these some of these new uh, ways to to treat severe hypoglycemia as well. And that's important, right? Because, you know, we know that, again, in the explosion of type 2 diabetes, uh, or in fact, it's suggested now that, you know, one out of every 10 Americans has diabetes, uh, you know, that we're going to see more and more aggressive treatment for, for both type 1 and type 2 diabetes because we want to get those hemoglobin A1Cs in, you know, in, in their proper range. And you know, we, I think we're all well aware of, of the, the complications that come with diabetes. Uh, we actually just recorded uh, a couple weeks ago the, the grade studies and, and kind of what we found with, with uh, uh, some of the different treatments as a second-line agent for, the, for some of these outcomes. But I think we sometimes forget about hypoglycemia. And, and again, I think in most people just kind of think, well, hypoglycemia, yeah, they get a low, they drink a little orange juice, juice and they're good to go, but the studies are pretty clear, and, and even some of the randomized control trial data is pretty clear that that, that hypoglycemia is bad and, and probably worse in the in the in the in the short term than than some of the the. Uh, um, uh, um, complications associated with diabetes. We know that hypoglycemia is responsible for almost 100,000 emergency departments visits every year in the U.S., and it is directly linked to an increase in all-cause mortality, uh, increased risk after cardiovascular events, and uh, fracture-related falls for patients because, of course, you know, if you get hypoglycemic, you might fall over. And there's some evidence suggesting that it may, may lead to dementia as well. Um, certainly, uh, you know, remember, as your, as your systemic blood sugar goes down, also your CSF blood sugar goes down, and you can take a hit pretty bad uh, uh, to the brain, and, and if you have multiple episodes of hypoglycemia, that can accumulate over time. I've certainly seen a couple of bad overdoses of, uh, over the years where, you know, neuro, there was significant neurologic impairment after, for example, a Stefania re-overdose, and those patients really never recovered. So I think in the short term, you know, as well as the long term, I, I think we sometimes don't give hypoglycemia the, the respect it deserves as, as, a, as a bad outcome. And so, you know, certainly, you know, the American Diabetes Association recommends that if you have mild hypoglycemia, which they define as uh, level 
one hypoglycemia, which is blood sugars of 54 to 69 milligrams per deciliter. Uh, level two is described as less than 54 milligrams per deciliter. And level three is anyone who has altered mental or physical status that may require assistance. And so that, that doesn't even list a, a particular blood sugar. Um, if, you know, if, if they're, you know, 55, but they are, you know, confused or, or something along those lines, that still kind of counts as level three. In patients who are alert and oriented and can control their airway, yes, you know, giving them carbohydrates is certainly the way to go um, uh, in, the, in those patients. And, and they should get about 15 to 20 grams of, of fast-acting carbohydrates and then recheck their blood sugar in 15 minutes. Um, and, and so, you know, if, if you kind of add that up, that's kind of known as the rule of 15. So give, you know, one, five uh, grams of, of fast-acting carbohydrates and then check your blood sugar in one, five minutes. And um, uh, you don't, you want to take care to not just slam them with a ton of, of carbs because you could have to deal with, with and the reverse problem with it, which is a spike of high blood sugars, right? So what does 15 grams of fasting carbohydrate kind of count as? One cup of skim milk, uh, four ounces of juice to regular soda, about a half a cup of that, one tablespoon of sugar or honey, and I'm not too many people are going to eat a tablespoon of sugar, uh, three to four glucose tablets, and one dose of the glucose gel, which usually means the whole tube. So I mean, that's some example of what the 15 grams would be. But if you have someone who has severe hypoglycemia where they can't protect their airway or they're not, they, they, they're altered where they're not going to be able to swallow, that's, of course, where glucagon plays a role, right? And, you know, we've used glucagon, you know, for 40 to 50 years for, for the treatment of hypoglycemia. The problem was that it um, was, even in the old days, I think, uh, vastly under-prescribed for patients who are on especially insulin, um, in the same way that today, if you were to put somebody on long-acting opioids, you'd want to make sure they have access to, to, to naloxone. We, you know, you'd think that there's an analog there where we would talk about where, you know, patients are, are on uh, insulin if they're at high risk for hypoglycemia, they should have at their house a way to, to rapidly treat that. But the other thing that makes that difficult is that um, starting in the early 2000s, there became a worldwide shortage of glucagon products, and it was just difficult to procure. And, and the few companies that had it were charging, you know, you know, just, you know, obscene amounts of money to even get some. So I think that led to, you know, we have a kind of a generation of, of providers who are trained, you know, in that early 2000 range, that just did glucagon just fell off their radar, they don't even really think about it. And, um, 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 I, I think that's that's kind of led even more to, to, to the, the under prescription of, of glucagon in these patients because it was just it was really hard to get. Um, in fact, uh, one study suggested that uh, medium time to glucagon prescription was about uh, 200 days for type 1 diabetes and almost 300 days for type 2 diabetes. So basically, somewhere between six months and a year after the diagnosis, you might get that. But uh, another study basically suggested that less than 10% of people fill, filled a glucagon prescription after an ED visit for hypoglycemia. So this isn't just an everybody, but if you've already demonstrated that you're going to ha have uh, or at risk for episodes of hypoglycemia, less than 10% of those patients fill the glucagon perception. And again, so I think there's this one, two of, you know, clinicians not being aware of it, patients not being aware of it. There's some concern about cost because again, I think, in, you know, the, the cost had really gotten outrageous for, for glucagon. In my world, you know, as an inpatient pharmacist, where I primarily saw glucagon used was in, in uh, treatment of overdoses of beta blockers and stuff like that. And we actually had a case a few years ago at my hospital, uh, you know, before we started our high, high dose insulin protocol, where we basically depleted the entire uh, Des Moines city supply of, of glucagon, and it ended up costing about $75,000. So I mean, that gives you an idea of the, the cost of, of, of glucagon back then, basically. So, you know, bottom line is that is that glucagon should be used. And what had been surprising to me before the before we, we, we did this uh, or podcast and research, 
research was that there's actually numerous new options uh, to treat severe hypoglycemia uh, that aren't just the old fashioned, you know, and I remember in my mind's eye, I remember the lily, little lily box that, that had the glucagon and and then and you had to get a syringe and do all that other stuff. And there's there's a, a, a much easier, much better ways, I think, to, to approach the treatment of, of hypoglycemia. So with that, I'd like to, again, uh, welcome uh, Dr. Pitlick to the to the um, uh, podcast and just say, you know, you know, you've done, you know, you're as a diabetes expert, I'm sure you're dealing with this every day, you know, could you give us a kind of an overview of glucagon and, and some of these newer products? Absolutely. Um, and you brought in some really good stats about hypoglycemia and glucagon prescribing. Um, and it's not just the under prescribing that's happening. Um, it's the under filling at the pharmacy. So the patients will get to the pharmacy, they'll see the prescription for the glucagon and it might be filled and ready for them, but they're not picking it up. Um, I've got a stat that says only about 5% of the glucagon prescriptions that are prescribed after an ED visit are actually picked up and purchased from wow. a pharmacy. Wow. So it's both sides, right? Yeah, we're right. under prescribing and then we're under utilizing on the patient side because there's this stigma about glucagon. And I think you're thinking of the red little packet that the old Lily product. Right, right. And yeah. I wish we could show a picture, but just to like describe it to you guys inside that red packet, you've got a syringe filled with liquid your reconstitute. And then you've got the powder that you've got to mix together. So in an emergency situation, you have to put your solution in there, reconstitute that powder, mix it up, swirl it around, re-get it back in the syringe, and then administer it to the patient. And this is a, a potentially somebody's family member doing that. Um, 33% of the patient, the caregivers that are trained can actually administer that correctly in an, in a under five minutes. So that's terrible. That's yep. terrifying. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, and not really surprising, right? I mean, you know, you're oh. asking, you're asking basically civilians who have probably never picked up a syringe in their life, you know, and I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, how often do people go, okay, let's, let's, let's do a run through just in case we ever had to do this. I'm yeah. sure that never happens. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really not surprised. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the other things that are coming along with the uh, treatment of hypoglycemia? Yeah, so this is an area that is advancing in pharmacy. We've come a long way in diabetes um, and they're actually continuing to research it. So even some of the things that I'm gonna talk about today, there's new and greater things coming on the market really soon. Um, but some of the products we have, um, basically three new products, um, that have come to the market. Um, one of them is a, um, solution, a glucagon already reconstituted in solution. It's still in an injection, but they found a way to stabilize that drug so that it can be stable in that solution for up to two years. Um, and that's the problem of why you had to reconstitute it before, because it wasn't stable. Mm -hmm. Um, that's our Gvoke uh, glucagon, and that's still an injection. So they have a pre-filled syringe, and they also have an auto-injector option. I'd still get some patients that like that pre-filled syringe option, um, and that's just, it looks like a syringe. It's filled 
to the amount that they have to do. So they simply have to open up the package and inject it subcutaneous. Now your auto injector for GVOC, extremely simple, not over 99% of caregivers who have not been trained can actually just look at the package and figure out how to do it. And when I train caregivers on it, oftentimes they say, oh, this is just like an EpiPen. Exactly. Um, so you simply take, take it out of the packet, um, you look at it and you just get it on subcutaneous tissue anywhere where we're injecting insulin, so stomach, thighs. We don't go through clothing for that one, but then we just inject it. It's glucagon, so it's going to act just like the old glucagon products for that. Um, they just found a different way to stabilize it. So it's still going to work in about 15 minutes. It's still going to cause the exact same side effects of headache and um, nausea and vomiting. Um, and it's still going to make the sugars rise and oftentimes will rise above 250. So a little bit of an over response, but it's still doing all of that. And that's exactly what we're wanting that product to do. The um, other one on the market that's also kind of got released around the same time is called the Vaximi, and that's a nasal spray. Hmm. Um, so that one is, and you don't even have to inhale. Um, it's very similar to like a Narcan where it just sits in the nasal passage. You spray up there and it passive um, infusion and it goes right in and it works extremely fast. Again, it's glucagon, same side effects, um, headache, um, and upset stomach and vomiting. Um, the only difference with that one is you get some nasal passage tenderness that can last up to 24 hours afterwards, Interesting. but it works in the exact same amount of time as the other glucagon products. And it, it just, um, you know, obviously this would, this would be a nice, a nice, you know, thing for patients who are super needophobic, but again, think to yourself, well, hopefully it's not too many type one diabetics out there. They're needophobic at this point, but you know, yeah, I mean, that you yeah. know, certainly for type two diabetics that I think that's really makes sense. Um, you mentioned the nausea and I think that that's that that's a that's a key piece because I think you know that's been my experience too and it's you know it sounds like it's been your experience that's actually a pretty common side effect and I think we kind of need to warn people about that before because I think they may wonder you know you know now I'm sick to my stomach you know what what did this do to me yeah. sort of thing you know yeah and I think that's the a fear a lot of the patients especially those type ones um they're a tight-knit group so if their friend had to get it and had this horrible reaction, they start talking and then they're like, I don't ever want to have that one. They don't want to have hypoglycemia, but then who wants to feel like crap afterwards? After exactly that? correct. Okay. Um, and then the only other thing that I think I was going to add on that back semi, um, it is very, very easy and Although the patients might be needle phobic, remember it's the caregivers giving this. Yeah, so it's, it's the kid. Yeah. Um, it's, I've got some of my patients who've trained like their 10 year old kids to give these just in wow. case. Wow. Um, and it's something as easy as that nasal spray that they can grab and just click up the nose. That might be easier for somebody than um, teaching their kid how to do even an auto injector. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I can't imagine my kids when they were that age <laughs> picking up picking up a needle for any reason. So yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Now yeah. there's also a you were talking about injection. There's a glucagon analog that's also out, right? That yeah. just was approved. And tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So this one, it's been on the market for um, probably about a year, year and a half. Um, what's really interesting is it just was sold in the last six months from the small little drug company and now no Novo Nordisk bought it and is selling it. So huge, huge product that's going to become coming more popular, but it's desi-glucagon. So it's a glucagon analog. Um, I like to talk to patients about this one and actually my students about it. I refer to it as Novolin R versus Novolog. Got so it. it's a faster acting glucagon. Um, instead of acting within 15 minutes, we're starting to get into the bloodstream act within five minutes. Okay. So they're changing the structure of it to make it faster acting. Hmm. It's still increasing your insulin or your sugar, the exact same amount. Um, so you're still, still getting a spike. You're still getting nausea, um, but it's in that system faster. So patients are feeling um, better, faster. And a lot of times what we'll tell patients if their blood sugar isn't rising fast enough after 15 minutes to give themselves a second injection. Okay. And that's what we're eliminating with this desi-glucagon because we're not having, it's working faster. So you don't need that second injection quite as often. Interesting. So, and, you know, I, you know, I know that, that, you know, there's, there's not too many contraindications. It's kind of like naloxone. I mean, there's not too many contraindications no. to, to any glucagon product that, you know, you know, doing some reading before this, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, someone who has a pheochromocytoma, which is, you know, for the providers listening, I know is they'll, they'll think to themselves, it's one of the unicorns of medicine. You, know, you hear about it all the time and you never actually see one. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I think, I think that these products are going to be applicable and safe in a very, very broad spectrum of patients. And I, I, you know, yes, I know the nausea is a, is a problem, but we really shouldn't. Uh, I think we talk to patients about, you know, some of the some of the, the long term damage associated with hypoglycemia. I think I think mm -hmm. that we can really tell them, look, you know, this is this is definitely a benefit over risk, you know, at you know at every level, really. So yeah. that's good to hear. So now, as I talked about before, we talked a little bit about cost, and and again, as I as I mentioned, you know, there there was just in the two thousands, it just seemed like like the, you know the one or two companies that were left producing glucagon were just charging just unbelievable amounts for the drug. Well, how, how does cost and insurance coverage go with these newer agents? Do you know? Well, um, insurance coverage has picked up tremendously over the last couple of years since it's been on the market, because I think um, insurance companies, PBMs are seeing the value of patients actually administering it and keeping out of the hospital. Um, so they've picked it up. Uh, when they came to the market, they marketed it at the same price as the other glucagons on the market. Glucagon is still brand name. After all these years, it's right. still a brand name product. Right. Um, so it was still between $300 and $500 at the pharmacy. Wow. Cash price, not wow. through insurance. Right. Um, so they came to the market competitive, and now they've got insurance coverage. And um, one of the products, Vaximi, is even on Iowa's Medicaid um, as preferred with just a simple PA and okay. it's a simple PA to get through. Okay. So a lot of formularies are picking these up. I mean, that's good to hear because I mean, you know, as you might imagine, it's the patients at the highest risk of, 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 of hypoglycemia that are probably, you know, struggling to pay for these medications, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're you know, yeah, I think we're all kind of happy that insulin is going to be $35 or less coming up theoretically, maybe, hopefully, okay. um, but, yeah, um, you know, but, but I mean, right now it's just like, you know, you know, patients paying for their insulin. And so if you say, well, here's, here's another thing that, you know, there's another $300 that 
dollars and yeah you don't need to use it every time but i mean it's just yeah it's going to be an undue burden so it's good to hear that insurance companies are at least recognizing uh for once maybe that 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 treating a, a complication more than pays for itself down the road so that's interesting so well, i'll yeah. tell you what we'll we'll, we'll we'll take a break and and when we come back why don't we just kind of wrap up by talking about some of the some of the key pearls that you'd like uh the practitioners and the pharmacists out there to kind of you know walk away from this uh, uh knowing and we'll talk about that right after this word from ce impact did you know poisons have been used as murder weapons throughout human history join us on november 10th for a free live ce on murder with medications you'll learn about medical professionals who use their access to medications to commit murder it's fascinating and unimaginable click the link in the show notes to sign up you won't regret it so I'm back with uh, Dr. Jamie Picklick, a, a colleague of mine at Drake and an expert in diabetes. And we've been talking about uh, the newer treatments for, for severe hypoglycemia, basically uh, different types, of, uh, different ways to give glucagon that are much easier uh, to, you know, for, uh, for people to do, even, even for bystanders or family members, and uh, a, a new analog of glucagon that works faster. So, you know, to kind of wrap things up, Jamie, you know, if, you know, if we take a step back, you know, if, if we have four or five bullet points to, to, to let the audience know about, what would you like them to know? Um, I want them to know they need, a if their patient is on a bolus insulin, Novolog, uh, Humalog, Lumjev, Fias, any of those, um, they need to be offered and talk to about glucagon. Right. I don't care which glucagon product they get. Ultimately they need one that they can use. And those newer ones are probably going to be easier for their caregivers to use. Right. Um, and I like to talk about the glucagon product as the fire extinguisher. So we have one in the house. Right. Um, we hopefully never want to use it, but we have it. Right. And it's I, I think that's a that's a great that's a great way to you know to say that because I mean it's like you know you know, people might not want to pay for, um, you know, smoke detectors. Well, you know, that you may not want, want to one, you may not want it to ever go off, but you've got to have one in your house sort of thing. So yeah, I think that, that, that that's a good way to phrase it. What other bullet points would you like, like the audience to know about? Yeah. Uh, previously patients wouldn't like the glucagon because it had a extremely short shelf life of six months. They'd buy it and then it would go out. These newer products, their shelf life is up to two years. Um, so much longer shelf life. It's not something that they're having to turn around every, every time they go to the pharmacy to get, but it should be at least, um, offered and asked if they have something. And the last thing, if, if you're into advocacy, there's a lot of, um, policies going around pharmacy about statewide protocols for naloxone or a smoking cessation. This could easily be one of those statewide protocols that could be developed where um, you have a patient at the pharmacy that you're working with and you see that they're on a Novolog or a Humalog, you should be able to offer them that uh, glucagon uh, through a statewide protocol. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, again, very analogous to, to uh, you know, naloxone and, and, uh, and patients on opioids. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, you know it, we always talk about high risk medications, right? And, and opioids and insulin and anticoagulants always kind of are the, the big three in that list. And so, you know, uh, to have the ability to, to rapidly reverse um, uh, hypoglycemia, I think is, is really important. So yeah, I think I, I totally agree with you. Uh, other things you'd like to talk about? Those are the, those are the biggest ones. And as right. I said, the 
I, I am a huge advocate of the newer products. When I go in and talk with a patient about glucagon, I'm bringing all my three little demos and talking to about them. And I say, ultimately, I want you on one of these three. I don't care which one of these ones that you want. And I break it down for them. I've got some patients that don't like things going up their nose. So that one's eliminated right away. I've got ones that have small children that maybe want that nose product because it will be easier to teach them. So it's kind of looking for those patient preferences to get them on one of those newer products. And you mentioned, you know, I mean, you know, getting these filled at the pharmacy is, is, is sometimes a challenge too. I mean, my guess is, you know, the average community pharmacy may not have all of these products on their shelves and then they have to order it and have to come in Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. So, I mean, I think, you know, working with uh, the community pharmacist, you know, even, and I think this advocacy thing is a great idea too, but even just working with them and saying, okay, you're going to, you're going to take, you know, glucagon, the the Zegalog, glucagon analog, you know, that's the one you want. Okay, terrific. We even got your insurance to pay for it. That's terrific. You know, uh, so take this to, you know, Joe, you know, a pharmacy, and it wouldn't be surprising if Joe a pharmacy doesn't doesn't, you know, have that. And so I mean, you know, again, as always, and I'm sure you agree, you know, we're, we're you know, communicating with their community pharmacy saying, look, you know, we're going to do this, can you at least order it and, and, and we'll have it ready when the patient comes to pick it up? Because, yeah. you know, again, you know, any any sort of thing that's going to make it easier for patients to actually get uh, uh, glucagon or glucagon derivatives, obviously, is going to be really important from the pharmacy side of things. So yeah, yeah. Totally all right. Agree. Well, uh, like uh, thank you again, uh, Jamie. I really appreciate you taking time and, and, and giving us your expertise again about a, about a subject that I'm one of the I'm probably like most of our listeners had no idea about. So again, I really appreciate your time and appreciate you bringing your expertise. Hope you get to come on again and talk about something else about diabetes in, in the future. Thank you. Yeah, always enjoy to be here. I appreciate it. So that's it for this week's uh, Game Changers. Again, thank you for listening. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you like what you hear, head over to CE Impact and take a look at all their great CE programs. Help us keep the lights on here because we would sure love to keep doing this for you guys. Uh, We will see you next week. But until then, remember, time flies. I don't know where it's going, but the most important day is today. Take care. Don't forget to claim your CE for today's episode. The information is in the show notes. And while you're there, sign up for the free live CE on murder with medications. We'll see you there and here next week for another clinical practice game changer.